Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm your host, the autistic woman. Many comorbid or coexisting conditions are considered to be neurologically based. Some are considered mental health issues. There are those who think some of these are behavior based. For example, there are those who falsely believe addiction is a choice. As more research is done, we may find the answers. This episode is about comorbid, also called coexisting, conditions that are commonly found in autistics. Many autistics have more than one coexisting condition. There isn't a lot of scientific research confirming a connection in all cases, and every autistic person is different. You may notice that there are symptoms which overlap conditions. There may be a relation or causation. For example, depression doesn't cause autism, but living with autism can be a cause of depression. Here's a list with descriptions of some conditions that are coexisting with autism. Several that affect the endocrine system in the body are thyroid, The two types of thyroid conditions that occur typically are hypothyroid or low thyroid levels and hyperthyroid, which are high levels of thyroid hormone. Either can contribute to depression, insomnia, over or under sensitivity in reflexes, energy levels that vary, temperature sensitivity, and weight. It's one of the first things a good psychiatrist checks before treating a patient for depression. Severe depression in teenagers is often linked to high thyroid and may include weight gain as well as other symptoms of depression. PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, formerly known as premenstrual syndrome or PMS, is considered to be a mental health condition. It includes severe depression, anxiety, anger, restlessness, impulsivity, a negative outlook, and treatment with hormones is rarely successful. Postpartum depression. It's now recognized as a mental health condition. This is not situational depression. It has many similarities to PMDD. It can be affected by hormones, such as hormonal changes due to breastfeeding. Sometimes simply stopping breastfeeding can cause the symptoms to subside. There are collagen disorders. EDS or Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome is one. This disorder is related to collagen and connective tissue. The more common one is the hypermobility type, although any type can occur. One of the types includes severe gastrointestinal issues and is often fatal by the time a person is in their 20s. Dupuytren's contracture is another type of disorder related to collagen and connective tissue that results in excess growth of tissue in the palms of the hands, causing the fingers to eventually close into a frozen position like a fist. The growth of tissue may stop when there's little noticeable deformity or may continue to its most severe form. There's no treatment to stop or prevent it. Velvety skin. I've been told my whole life that I had very soft skin. Fragile skin. Skin that tears easily and skin that bruises easily. 
Other rather common co-occurring conditions are digestive issues like IBS and gastroesophageal reflux. Those are relatively common in autistics. Allergies. Some autistics are more likely to have skin allergies, asthma, food allergies, and frequent ear infections. Insomnia. This is a big one. It's the difficulty falling and or staying asleep. Once I understood I'm autistic, I finally had an explanation for the frequent times I awaken during the night and have since my middle 20s. POTS, or postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, and hypotonia. These symptoms include dizziness or lightheadedness, fainting, problems with thinking, memory, and concentration, heart palpitations, shaking and sweating, weakness and fatigue, headaches, poor sleep. I've heard autistics talk about POTS, and it seems to interfere greatly with daily life. Scoliosis, a spine curvature. Its effects on the body are uneven shoulders, one shoulder blade that appears more prominent than the other, an uneven waist, one hip higher than the other, one side of the rib cage jutting forward, a prominence on one side of the back when bending forward. Non-epileptic seizures. These are caused by a psychological condition and can include staring blankly. Epilepsy. It's a neurological disorder causing seizures, twitching, and loss of awareness. Tinnitus. It's a neurological condition of noise in the ears, such as ringing, roaring, buzzing, hissing, or whistling. The noise may be intermittent or continuous, and it seems relatively common in autistics. Dyspraxia, another relatively common disorder. It means clumsiness. The symptoms vary, but include bumping into furniture, counters, and walls, dropping things, tripping, and an uneven gait. For more information, listen to the episode on clumsiness. Autism is not a learning disability. In some cases, it occurs with one or more learning disabilities and results in misunderstandings about autism. I think it's where the idea of low and high functioning came to be. Some people are mistaking autism for a learning disability. As many of us agree, there are no types of autism under the current definitions, meaning there's no severe autism versus mild autism. Dyslexia. It's a learning disorder that involves difficulty reading due to problems identifying speech sounds and learning how they relate to letters and words. Hyperlexia. It's the advanced and unexpected reading skills and abilities in children way beyond their chronicle age, but not necessarily that the children understand everything about what they read. I read at an advanced level, yet my reading comprehension scores were lower than expected. Prosopagnosia. It's not a learning disability, except that a person may have trouble learning faces and an inability or difficulty recognizing faces. For more information, listen to the episode on prosopagnosia and facial recognition. Echolalia. 
mimicking other people's words. I've heard it called a psychiatric disorder and pathological, which I personally disagree with. I think it's neurologically based. Listen to the episode on echolalia for more information. Selective mutism. It's been called a severe anxiety disorder that typically starts in childhood and can persist into adulthood. Researchers believe mutism shares features of autism but is not considered comorbid. Migraine headaches. These are neurological with an unknown etiology. Patients are typically told to change their diets. However, there's no scientific connection to a particular food as a cause. OCD, or obsessive-compulsive disorder. It's a pattern of unwanted, uncontrollable thoughts and fears, obsessions, that lead a person to have repetitive behaviors, feel a need to be in control of situations and people. Since we all can have obsessive thoughts, the criteria for OCD is it takes up at least one hour a day of the person's time. The thoughts and compulsions and obsessions are beyond a person's control. They aren't enjoyable. It can interfere with work, social life, or another part of life. ODD, or Oppositional Defiant Disorder. It's unknown why it occurs with autism. It's considered a behavior problem. It includes angry and irritable, argumentative and defiant behavior, and, in some cases, vindictiveness. ADHD, a neurodevelopmental disorder that affects the frontal lobe or management center of the brain. It can cause extreme restlessness, difficulty concentrating or focusing. The person may be easily distractive and may act impulsively. The behavior is said to be caused by the brain's need for stimulation, which is why stimulant medication is an effective treatment. Medication isn't a cure. If ADHD is left untreated, there's a risk that a person will turn to drugs of abuse, such as methamphetamine, to compensate. Often, people aren't diagnosed until they're adults, and it's not uncommon that their ADHD is discovered at the time a child is diagnosed. I was diagnosed in my mid-40s. Bipolar disorder, it was formerly called manic depressive disorder, Bipolar disorder is a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings. They'll include emotional highs, which are called mania or hypomania, and lows, known as depression. There are several types, including a type that involves extreme highs and lows, and one where the lows, or depressive phases, are more prominent while the emotional highs are less often and less intense. A person with bipolar disorder may feel euphoric, full of energy, or unusually irritable during the mania phase. It's a lifelong condition that can be treated with medication. Clinical depression, also known as major depressive disorder, it's the most severe type of depression. It's a mental health condition that's terminal, meaning there's no cure, only treatment. The longer a person waits to get treatment, the harder it is to treat. A person can become resistant to a certain medication, so it may be necessary to change medications. 
Clinical depression isn't the same as situational depression, which is caused by a loss, a medical condition such as a thyroid disorder, or other relatively temporary life situation. The symptom list is extensive, and sometimes it's confused with other conditions. Their feelings of sadness, tearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness. There may be angry outbursts, irritability or frustration, even over small matters. It's said that in men, depression is more likely to show up as anger. There may be a loss of interest or pleasure in most or all normal activities, such as hobbies or sports. There are sleep disturbances, including insomnia or sleeping too much. There's tiredness and lack of energy, so even small tasks take extra effort. Reduced appetite and weight loss or increased cravings for food and weight gain can happen. There's anxiety, agitation, or restlessness, slowed thinking, speaking, or body movements. There will be feelings of worthlessness or guilt, fixating on past failures or self-blame. The person will have trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions, and remembering things. There are unexplainable physical problems such as back pain or headaches. Left untreated, depression can lead to death. Some of these symptoms, in my opinion, are caused by autism or even may be a feature of autism. Generalized anxiety. Anxiety that's not limited to one cause, rather it's a feeling of anxiousness without what seems like an apparent cause. Social anxiety. Most autistics are familiar with this. Persistent, intense anxiety or fear over social situations. It may cause extreme avoidance. You may feel like you're being judged by others. Agoraphobia, that's a fear of leaving the house, fear of open spaces or crowded spaces, fear of having no escape in those situations. There's no known cause. It can result in avoidance of social situations, like going to things like fairs or public events, and staying home. The symptoms are avoidance, rapid heart rate, trouble breathing, or a feeling of choking chest pain or pressure, lightheadedness or dizziness, feeling shaky, numb or tingling, excessive sweating, sudden flushing or chills, and an upset stomach, anorexia, an emotional disorder, which is loss of appetite. It can also include an obsessive desire to lose weight. It may have some relationship to addiction, substance abuse disorder and addiction. It's the compulsive, chronic, physiological or psychological need for a habit-forming substance, behavior, or activity causing harmful physical, psychological, or social effects and typically causing well-defined symptoms upon withdrawal or abstinence. Those symptoms can be anxiety, irritability, tremors, seizures, pain, and nausea. Addiction includes an inability to stop even after experiencing negative consequences. Autistics may turn to alcohol or other substances as a way to medicate anxiety or depression or both. I heard a neurobiologist describe it as a progressive narrowing of things that bring pleasure in the brain. This isn't an exhaustive list, and you may know others that aren't mentioned here. Some of the genetically-based conditions or disorders that are more complex than I can adequately cover include fragile X syndrome, Down syndrome, 
Duchenne muscular dystrophy, neurofibromatosis type 1, and tuberous sclerosis complex. The combination of the overlapping of symptoms plus the autistic person's hypersensitivity often leads to an autistic person visiting the doctor more than a non-autistic person. This leads to the inaccurate label hypochondriac. Doctors would benefit by learning the features of autism and comorbid conditions. I believe it would help them understand and diagnose the autistic person. We may be a long way from that happening. Don't hesitate to contact me. I'm on Twitter at anautisticwoman, or you can email me at info at theautisticwoman.com. I've been enjoying your emails and messages. Thank you. You can support the podcast by subscribing, liking, tweeting, rating, reviewing, telling your friends, and becoming a patron on Patreon. Check out some other episodes while you're here. This has been Meet My Brain, a field guide to autism. I'm the Autistic Woman. Slava Ukraine.